Dr. Jerome Hathaway. He's so perfect in this movie. You How's gotta, Einstein? Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta go back for a second. Walter Peck in Ghostbusters. Yep. Peck was the EPA guy. Yeah. Um, who shut down the grid and basically let all and of he the goes toe to toe with Bill Murray, which is great. Thornburg is the news reporter that basically almost gets McLean's whole family killed. Punch in the face by Punch Holly. Punch in the face by Holly. Have you seen uh, the Stallone movie Oscar yet? No. He plays Overton, who's a banker in that, who's great. And then <laughs> there's a couple of roles that I forgot he was in that are fantastic. Dr. Noah Faulkner from Biodome. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's so good. <laughs> He's perfect. He came up and did a role in a sitcom that I bet you don't remember either, and he was absolutely perfect was in he it. Was he in Always Sunny or something? No, even better. He was in Workaholics. He's Anders' dad, Thor Holmvik. Oh my Remember God, he yeah. plays Thor and he's incredible. Yeah. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Do you know who the real geniuses are? Sonic uh, Loans. Sonic not loans. me. Not you. It couldn't Jesus. even respond right. You're way too excited. I need yeah. you to take a deep breath. They're real geniuses because they are going to make sure you get the absolute right rate. Charlie and his team are going to make sure you don't do is get a bad mortgage. Yeah, don't buy Jerry's house. No. Hathaway? Yeah. Dr. Jerry Hathaway? I didn't like it before it got destroyed. Calm down. The most important part of the loan process is finding the right team to get you the right loan. This is where Charlie and his family environment come in. They're going to take care of you. They're going to hold you in your arms. Reach out to Charlie. Tell him that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to either refinance or get into a brand new loan, but it'll be the right number and you'll be happy with the results. You won't need the Frito-Lay sweepstakes to win today. As for the Laszlo Steam Tunnel special. That sounds really terrible. NMLS number 19. 55855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. If my professor stole my intellectual property and sold it to the U.S. government, I would be irate. The first person that I would call would be Bolton Legal Group. They are going to be aggressive and efficient. They're going to take care of your case. They're going to make sure that you don't get robbed, stolen. You need a patent? They're going to get you a patent. Like when they tested that laser and it went through the campus? That for sure killed someone. Yeah, Yeah. right? I was going to say that for the episode, but I agree with you. Someone for sure died. Has anybody seen Susie? (laughs) Just liquefied. Real Genius is a movie about geniuses. Bolton Legal Group is a law firm filled with geniuses. Get them on your team right away. Sue anyone you want to sue. Get out of any legal issue you have. You going to the electric chair? Not with Bolton Legal Group. Yeah, those popcorn kids probably got cancer. For sure got cancer. (laughs) So reach out to Ian today and tell him the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Today's episode, Real Genius. Number one is a hard time in the making. Number two is the one playing I'm not taking. Before playing Simon in The Saint, Chris in Heat, Bruce Wayne in Batman Forever, Doc Holliday in Tombstone, Jim Morrison in The Doors, Mad Mardigan in Willow, and Iceman in Top Gun, Val Kilmer graced the big screen as Chris Knight from Real Genius. This movie had it all. Science, adventure, romance, popcorn. If you've never seen it, shame on you. If you have, get ready because we're about to blind you with science. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll build lasers and talk about Max's favorite movie from the 80s, Real Genius. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Mitch Taylor to my Chris Knight, Max Sanders. And with that, I give my... All just to be number one. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. Number one is a hard time in the making. You got to flip the wrench and all that stuff. You now. Know, you'd actually think that number two is a hard time in the making. Yeah. Don't think <laughs> they say number three, too. Don't they, they keep they going go all the way to four? They number make... four is a short straw, but it's broken. We should pay this guy. I'm sure he's just hanging out to, yeah. do, to do number five through yes. like a thousand. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just... Number 998. Chaz Jankel. So if you look them up, I'm online, looking for Chaz Jankel <laughs> and a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> Tell me that Chaz Jankel doesn't sound like Ray Finkel. Look, look him up online. I'm going to. He looks like Kicker the, Dolphins. No, no, he looks like early '90s. Wish Wish.com's version of Kenny Loggins. Okay, look, look it up. I'm going look to him up right now. All right, I'll look right now. Yeah. Hold on. On IMDb. I'm looking. It's incredible. I'm looking. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> he's in a pool and a hat. I'm just going to guess he's got some time on his hands. We're going to reach out. We're going to find him. Max. Yes. Max Sanders. It's my birthday Max early. Aloysius Sanders Lewis. the fourth. Close. I like to make things What's up. your middle name? George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, defeated. Well, no. For people that don't know, I call you something else. Oh, um, easy, line. easy, easy, buddy. But easy. you don't want to. Why don't you give my social security number while you're at it? Zero four eight. I don't think any start with one zero. two. Do you know your social security number? <laughs> one two three <laughs> Nine four or... five. What kind of moron <laughs> would put that on his luggage? <laughs> Do you know your social security number? I can't believe you're asking that question. That's not even a real question. I feel like you might not. Every adult does. You just live in a world where people are changing and trading social security numbers to yeah. hide from the government. Well, most of my people that I know don't have medical insurance. <laughs> <laughs> to put a frame of reference in there. What movie is it where <laughs> where it's old school? Remember when he's like, 
the, his ex-wife's like, I meant to call you last week for your birthday. And he's like, oh, that's right. My birthday is <laughs> I feel like that's you and your merry band. Max, welcome to the show. It's my favorite episode ever. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Before we talk about anything, can we talk about TikTok for yes. a brief moment? <laughs> so, well, I, well, I, well. I told you, Mo. I, I feel like you don't even have the audacity to claim a victory on this because it's so outrageous. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, TikTok is a really, really great way for China to spy on us. But it additionally is a great way for us to get our brand out there. And Max, when we first started Buzzing the Tower, Max had a few videos out there that would get two, three, four hundred thousand views. And I put like four or five hours into editing them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So over the last year and a half, and I snapped. Yeah, you did snap. We had to put you on. I cried on the, Zoom. Again, why is my brain thinking of all these movies? Oh, because we do a movie podcast. <laughs> I literally almost started quoting from The Last Boy Scout. I need the Percocet just to make the TikToks. <laughs> but, but he... He created these. I thought some of the stuff you did was fantastic, by the way, as much as I'll give you a hard time. I thought you do. I think you do a great job on TikTok. But Thank we you. went through the last year. Yep. And the views are like 20, Bone dry. 20 22, <laughs> 23. So two weeks ago or three weeks ago, all of a sudden they start picking up again. We yeah. had a few like 10,000, 30,000. I walk into 70, the studio. 000, yeah. yeah. I walk into the studio today and you're like, hey, did you see one of our TikTok videos blew up? I'm like, no. <laughs> I open it up. It's got like 170,000 views. And it's about Vision Quest. It's nothing nothing particularly creative. It's, it's just, just the like, coach hanging just, out. Yeah, the coach is wrestling. I'm like, yeah. And all, all the, it's funny because the comments are like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's wrestler great. dudes. Shoot. I, I think we got to lean into the masculinity level. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think so. I think every guy's got a soft side and all the girls in the show like both things. I think yeah. everyone rules. All right, you do you. I'm not, I don't even care. You, whatever you're doing, it's working. So you get, you, you bought yourself another week and not being yelled at. <laughs> That's all I ask That's for. That's all you need. So if you're new to the show, don't forget. I'm the Kent of this. You're Jerry. That's you're, pretty good. Uh, I should have done that. You're right. You are Kent. And you're Jerry. I am Jerry. Yeah. I'm not that big of a prick, am I? I try to call you by your real name and you've shunned me <laughs> just now. Right, that's, that's exactly what, you. all right i'm sorry that's exactly, that's exactly what half the way would do God, yeah it. jerry you're doing it again uh i did your laundry listen look <laughs> look at this mirror <laughs> can i get through the it announcements? was hot and i was hungry can i get through the announcements okay <laughs> kent <laughs> did you touch yourself <laughs> yes no <laughs> No, that's not the line. It's close. It's, it's stop touching yourself. It goes, it really is God. No. And then he comes back in the next scene. And oh, says, yeah, you're right. You been, yeah. Oh, well, well, well. well. The student's the master. And then it was one. Uh, if it's your first time, I don't know. This first time... <laughs> One is a hard time in the making. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. welcome. Head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever player you're listening to us on and subscribe or follow us. When you subscribe or follow, you automatically get our episodes when they come out every morning at 4 a.m. on Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time. You want to be the first to hear them. It's it's a race Yeah, to be the most educated guy. If you're the first, we send you $10,000. It's true. You just have to prove it. Can doll we retract hairs. that? Do, doll <laughs> hair. What is that from? What is that from? I mean, it's from a bunch of is stuff. It dumb, no, it's not Dumb and Dumber. It's yeah. from specifically a movie. It is? Yes. Okay, I'm going to look Check it, it up. <laughs> While Max is checking it up, I'll continue. Follow us, subscribe, leave a five-star. And it's Dumb and Dumber. It is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I thought it might be. Leave a five-star review. We got a bunch lately. That's good to hear. And we're top 40. Heck yeah. Yeah. We're the best. 
around. Well, or number 40 is all the other, I know the other 39, they suck. So <laughs> in addition to all that, if you're looking for more content, like I mentioned, go on over to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and look up our handle at Buzzin' the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. That's also our website is buzzinthetower.com where you can get officially licensed merchandise. If you want to take your game up a notch and start feeding Max breakfast, dinner, and lunch, and num, maybe num, mow num. a snack every once in a while, head on over to patreon.com slash Tower where we will give you insider information, take your feedback, hold a place in our heart for you. It's how you we can... We shout you out. We send we you do. pins. Oh, yeah. we all types of cool stuff. I gotta send some pins this week. We do need to send some pins this week. Other than that, Max, is there anything I missed, anything you want to cover before we jump into this beaut of a movie? Um, Is there anything 80... Shout outs, people that we want to give some love to? I've got one. What? No, I don't. I lied. Okay. He's our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight today. I was okay. about to give him a shout out. He's our spotlight. I'm trying to think, is there anything 80s that's like coming out soon that's like a new 80s reboot kind of thing? Don't I feel don't like it. see anything. Did you finish Willow? No, I, I quit on it. Yeah. I got one episode in and I was out. <laughs> Although someone unrelated, well, I guess kind of related to the 80s. Did you ever start watching Andor? No. My kids and I watched like the Star first stuff. couple episodes yeah, it's good. And, and it was crap. But, uh, you know, my buddy Brian, yeah. he and his kids, they toughed it out and they said it got really, really good. So I think we're going to dive back into that. I'm, I think I've retired on the Star Wars stuff. Uh, uh, the first three. The you'll, first, you'll watch The Mandalorian the next uh, season when it comes out. I will, but I'll be like, okay. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. I can't watch The Last of Us. Too many zombies. Freaks me out. Okay. Well, there you go. Clickers. Max. You all right? I'm a little excited. You should be a little excited. So if you've never listened to our show before, what you would have picked up in the last hundred and some episodes that we've done. 110? It's incredible. Yeah. I don't think I have 110 in me to do 110 <laughs> more, but whatever. If you have ever listened to our show, I mean, you are in a good click of bringing up real genius almost once an episode. Yeah. And I, for when we have uh, suggestions for podcasts, I put it as a secondary one because I know you'll be like, oh, I don't want to do it as the first one. Yeah. But finally, I put it as the first one. You did it. Was, no, actually, did you? Yeah, you're right. You did. You did. Because last week I was like, cocktail or real genius. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, real genius today. And I think that the, it's interesting because you and I both agree on a lot of movies that we like. Yep. But the ones that you sink your teeth into, this is, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this at the top of your list? Is this, this is, your favorite movie from the 80s? This is my favorite movie of the 80s. Then I'm going to shut up for a minute. Why is this your favorite movie from the 80s? Or, actually, I lied. As I say, I'm going to shut up for a minute. Before we say anything else, let me refresh everyone's memory, if this is freaking you out because you don't remember what this is about. Okay. A little bit. Real Genius came out in 1985. Yes, rated, it did. rated PG. It's a tight hour and 48 minutes. Really tight. An uptight teenage prodigy enters a top engineering college, but feels awkward among the freewheeling students. When a professor aims to turn their laser project into a military weapon, he and his offbeat roommate plot to ruin the plan. It is one of the most unexpected plots. You don't know where it's going. And the last 30 minutes is insane, too. You are a huge fan of what movies do in the last 30 minutes. It can make or break it for you. Yeah. I'm, for, I'm more forgiving than you are. That is true. But also, I mean, I think what I love most about movies is smart dialogue between two characters that you care about. And this movie is... Endlessly quotable. I literally picked quotes for this movie, and it's three pages of just quotes because everyone's the smartest person in the room. No one's made fun of for being smart. In fact, like in most 80s movies, it's like you're not a jock. You get made fun of. In this movie, if you make a mistake among geniuses, yeah. that's what you're made fun of. So it's like 
It's not, at, it's not nerd versus jock. It's, no. it's nerd on nerd violence. Yeah, anything. but the nerds are all cool, and yeah. no, one, no one changes during the movie. You see what I'm saying? Like, no one's personality changes. Everyone's cool with who they are and comfortable with who they are. And I was such a geek in high school that I'm like, oh, my God, like, you can lean into this and be cool still. Like, there's something. Chris Knight is basically like a religion to me. It's interesting, right? I think of uh, the Ewok village in Return of the Jedi. Didn't see that coming. Well, follow me on this. Okay. They exist and live in a world where there's only Ewoks, and what makes their world interesting is when an interloper enters their world. That doesn't happen in this movie. Like, there's no, uh-oh, we gotta convince Ogre to not be beating up nerds and to join us and yeah. come over. Like, there's no transition. Like, every single person. In fact, in this Ewok village, someone like Dr. Hathaway has his own TV show, and he's signing autographs, and people know him, and he's famous, and it's like, it's coveted yeah. to be a nerd the whole movie. and. There's nothing else even remotely like this in the 80s. Nothing. Like, Revenge of the Nerds is a make-fun version of this. But Revenge of the Nerds is why this movie was made. Really? So, what happened, and this is... I don't know that. This is kind of true in all things Hollywood, right? Okay. Somebody looked at what was doing well in the box offices... That was 84. ...and said, Revenge of the Nerds and Weird Science. Yeah. So, like, and granted, Weird Science came out... Relatively, it actually came out within five days of oh, when, man, of when Real Genius came out. That, that might be the best double feature. There's another one, too, called My Science Project. So all three of those came out within the same time. Yeah. But the thing, and by far, Real Genius did the best as far as the critics were concerned of the three. Yeah, but financially, it only made $12.9 on a $9 million budget. Yeah. Right. So like it became a cult classic absolutely, afterwards. Absolutely. So everyone online, whenever I post anything about Real Genius, I get more quotes and more people, people excited about it. People love this movie. Yeah. Love this movie. Total cult classic. But it, it came out because, and again, Weird Science was also being produced around the same time. But when you have John Hughes doing a movie, people, the inside, know what's going on. So you, you get whispers, hey, they're doing a nerd movie. Mm. This movie's about two nerds and science, right? Yeah. So someone wrote a script saying, let's do a movie about nerds and science, and that's how you get this script. Yeah, but they did it right. So they did it like intelligently. They, they did didn't, the They didn't do it right. The, they, no, at the time, you mean? No, no, no. So let's jump into this, because I think this is fascinating. Are you ready to jump into some stuff? Yeah. All right. What do you mean they didn't do it right? I'm going to tell you. So Are you besmirching this was genius? This was produced by Brian Grazer, and he went after Martha Coolidge, and Martha Coolidge is who directed Valley girl in yeah. case you don't know who and three is. wishes what you need to see i do need to see that it's patrick swayze as a magical I hobo know, i know magical I know. hobo <laughs> so the original script that was brought to coolidge mm. was very frat boy revenge of the nerds Got lots it. of penis jokes lots of fart jokes <laughs> like that that Are was allowed to say that i can say penis i just can't say i can't you can't okay. i don't trust you i can say it but it was meant to be like frat boyish you know old yeah. okay she looked at the script and she's like, I don't want to do this. I want to do something. You know, she's coming off a of Valley Girl. She's establishing her career and that's not her voice. So they kick the script back to PJ. I'm going to butcher how to pursue Torokev. Torokev. Important to know that because he gave Kent his last name. Really? In the movie, if you look at Kent's uh, personalized license plate, it yeah. says Kent yeah. and that says T-O-R, yeah. which is short for Torokev. And if you look at uh, like IMDb, that's Kent's last name. So oh, the writer cool. gave him his last name. It's a beast to pronounce. Dude, he's a god. Do you know what he wrote? I, I'm gonna get. I'm okay. getting there. Okay. I'm getting there, my okay. little bubble. Okay. Um. He also had his partners, uh, Babalu Madendel and Lowell Gantz. 
uh, who did they did uh, Splash and City Slickers. Yeah, that's a couple they did. These are old uh, Second City TV guys, or yep. at least PJ was. They cleaned up the script a lot. Yeah. I mean, they so to your point, it did get to this really cool sweet spot. They wanted the science to be as real as possible. So we joke all the time about how in Weird Science, if you watch Weird Science, the science is not very strong. Well, it's magic. It's not. There's no science. They're on their computers. <laughs> like like, like, boop, like, boop, boop, David Lee Roth with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, scan this picture in. <laughs> Bigger. Bigger. It's the best. Boy, PJ, can we say what he wrote? Yeah, go. Back to school. I know. Armed and dangerous. Yeah. And there's two other writers Back on this. Back to school. <laughs> there's two other writers on this too. Do you know who were partners that worked on this? Neil Israel and Pat Prophet. Right. Who wrote Bachelor Party? Well, first of all, Neil Israel directed Bachelor Party. Yep. Awesome. He wrote Surf Ninjas. He wrote Look Who's Talking Too. And of course, he made the characters for Police Academy. Yes. And his partner, Pat Prophet, who should be your idol, wrote the Hotshot movies. Oh, I know. Because, <laughs> you know, I love the Hotshot movies yeah. more than anything. And The Naked Gun and Mr. Magoo and Scary Movie 3 through 5. So you have these very clever writers. And they still... Really e- clever. E- like- even after they cleaned it up, it went back to Coolidge. And yeah. she really put her spin on it. So she, she spent went, months yeah. studying like, like lasers. Laser technology. Yeah, and she went yeah, to Caltech yeah. and like interviewed dozens of people. Yep, yep. Professor Martin Gunderson of USC. Was, the math professor. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a... He was a laser guy. Okay. So, like, he made the laser tech as real as possible. But unfortunately, it can only be so real. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe that laser exists now. I know. It doesn't. It really? It doesn't. But another- Hotter than the sun. Another interesting part about this is the idea- of these students working on a project and the school taking it and selling it to the military and ripping them off was totally fictional at the time. But after this movie came out, years and years later, all of these ex-students from like MIT yeah. have gotten in touch with Coolidge and been like, oh no, that happens. Really? Yeah, they had no, it wasn't based on a true story. It wasn't like, there's a lot of pranks and things that yeah. happen. Like it's based on Caltech. Yeah. The the prank they do to Kent where they put his car inside of a room. That's real. The, yeah. the, 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 ice free, the Frito-Lay, like yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But those are all based on real things. The idea that they were being having their tech ripped off and sold to the military was not real, but it ended up being real. That's awesome and sad. Uh, sad, more sad than awesome. <laughs> I passed and I failed. Well, I'm happy and upset for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so when Kilmer met Grazer, mm. and keep in mind, Kilmer's done Top Secret at this point, and that's he, it. He's a rising star. Yeah. People love him. Top he's, Secret. He can do everything. Yeah, he can yeah. dance, sing, and he's funny. Totally, and, he, and he's. Probably the best looking dude of the 80s. Star on the rise. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no question. But he also was notoriously hard to work with. Yep. He was a method actor. He's very committed to what he's doing. He's insane. So when he met Grazer, yeah. he walked up to him in character. As Chris Knight. As Chris Knight, who was supposed to be this, like, obnoxious, you know, prick. Yeah. And Grazer's like, you know, hi, I'm the producer. And I, I have, I think I have his exact. Did he have the I heart toxic weight? No. He says, I'm sorry, you look like you're 12 years old. I, I like to work with men. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he almost lost it right there, right? Yeah. That's um, not even smart. That's just mean. No. They originally casted an actual 14-year-old prodigy as the role of Mitch. I could have, I don't know. Mitch is really good. Yeah. So this kid was 14 and he was already he graduated. <laughs> He'd already graduated from college. He was in law school. Was he an actor? He couldn't act. Yeah. But they wanted to have, I, mean, I don't know that Mitch could act that much, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I like that though. The, that's the other thing about this movie that makes me so happy. Everyone else, it's this is their role. They're frozen in time. And then you have Val Kilmer cooking at 108 miles an hour. He's great in this. Yeah, but I'm saying like everyone, there's no one else. There's no Tom Cruise next to him that's going toe to toe. No, he's, he's just like total standalone. I am a god among men. Yeah. There's no, he is, he's carrying the whole show. Yeah. He's great. Like when he's ripping Kent, you're like, dear God, poor Kent. Is this your favorite Val Kilmer movie? 10,000 times. 
So my top three. Top Gun. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's interesting because Top Gun, it's iconic, but it's. Like, I know it's got to be it's got to be Top Gun, Heat, and Real Genius, right? I think you the, love Heat. Heat's like one of your favorite movies. I all, do all time. Uh, I think the Saint is more of more Saint's fun. Really good. It's more it's more fun watching him <laughs> oh, act in that. Man. You see what I'm saying? You get to play all the characters. Do you, do you have to sell me on the Saint? Yeah, the Saint you know, I mean, Elizabeth Shue yeah. and Val Kilmer. And I yes, lo- please. I weirdly love. I think his Batman is actually kind of fun and like strange. Yeah. He's very kind of like. Uptight and yeah. very kind of like yeah, yeah. odd. Yeah, yeah. And also uh, the Ghost in the Darkness. I haven't seen that. Oh my God. It's him and Michael Douglas as Lion Hunters yeah, yeah. in 1800s. You know, uh, we talked about Africa. this before. I've just never seen it. So, I mean, this is his sweet spot too. It goes Top Gun, this. Wait, no, no, sorry. It goes Top Secret, the Top Secret, Top. No. <laughs> top Secret, this. Top Gun, then Willow, and then something else good. <laughs> I, I stopped listening to you five minutes ago. Yeah, we're going to cut this. Laslo. No, we'll keep it. Oh, the doors. There you go. The and doors. Tombstone. And Tombstone. There's and a lot of good Batman ones. Forever and Heat. All right, calm down. Laslo. Laslo's great. You've, so got a little, you've got a little Laslo in you. I could see you losing your mind and like. Yeah, I could snap. And like living in the rafters at Skeeps. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be totally down with that. I know you would. Have my own peanut butter and jelly uh, machine. Ca- there's a cautionary tale that should keep you out of those I raptors. could win one-fifth of the prizes, there including the car. Yeah. So in the movie, uh, Laszlo is the genius that came before Chris Knight. So you got Laszlo is the OG prodigy. Then you've got Chris Knight, who's the next big prodigy. And then you've got Mitch. And you know what? Laszlo's so important for the story because otherwise Chris is just a jerk. Right. He sees Laszlo, who's smarter than him, who snapped because he realized that they were making... He's what the he, cautionary tale. Yeah. He yeah. What he was doing was killing people right and he lost his mind and he lives in the basement right and you kind of see like yes it's great to be smart and intelligent and work hard and love your work but you have to have a life outside of that stuff the relationship between chris knight and mitch is great because you have the classic you know big brother the miyagi danielson but then you have the twist to it which is when danielson teaches miyagi a lesson which never happens yeah danielson never teaches miyagi you gotta stay you owe me 10 bucks yeah i get emotional every time every time he says that i don't know why it's like this little line when they're on the you know the patio yeah yeah. i drank what (laughs) i mean there's only one moment of weakness where where and i kind of like that too right chris knight is Unfallible. Yeah, he, he's uh, invincible. Oh, but he has this one moment where he breaks down a little bit. That and also when he realizes the laser, <laughs> this is not good. No, no, not at all. Because he's the cynic. Yeah, yeah, and it's okay for Mitch to fall for that, but yeah. not for him. So Laszlo, as he lives in the basement, one of the things he does is he is entering the Frito Lay sweepstakes and he's got these uh pens that are all in Automa- machine. automatic yeah. writers yeah so this is actually based on something that happened which i thought was kind of wild in 1975 there are these three caltech students uh steven klein dave novikoff and barry megdell barry larkin and they entered uh 1.2 million entries into this so mcdonald's sweepstakes and they won uh i don't remember how much they won but they won one fifth of the prizes people inclu- were not happy including the station wagon three thousand dollars and fifteen hundred gift certificates yeah people is it, were is simply it, not happy about is it that. Worth it? 1.2 million? Did they have an automatic rider? I'm sure. They weren't handwriting out one. No, it would not be <laughs> worth it if they hand wrote out 1.2 million, Max, to answer your question. Yeah, I mean, they're smart, too. So. Um, th- there's other things, again, based on pranks and things that happened. I'll tell you the, the one thing that I found fascinating about this movie. And again, I think we're going to kind of compartmentalize that we'll talk about general facts, and then I want to get to the actual cast. Yep. Because there's some cast facts and where other where these other people show up that is I'm going to blow your mind today. I'm excited. I'm going to call it Moe's Mind Blowers. You're going <laughs> to oh, have your mind blown R.I.P. Rick and Morty. Oh, man. How do you feel oh, about geez. that? Oh, They've got that one guy. Sean Kelly. Dude, I think, I don't he think you're going to know the difference. Yeah. Because remember when Family Guy was getting a lot of heat because like Cleveland was being played by a white guy yeah. and they had all these new voices come in so all yeah. the characters that were previously voiced by white people that were African American characters, yeah. they brought new voices in. You can't tell the difference. No. I just, I'm just curious. Roland would just talk to himself and that would be part of the 
half the plot. Yeah. Like, uh, so I'm wondering how they're going to do now. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Now they have the resources, right? So they're hiring a bunch of Max Sanders out there yeah. who love Rick and Morty. And they're like, oh, geez. <laughs> That's my favorite TikTok. Everyone is like, hey, Adult Swim. Uh, rebel, love, dub, dub. I know. I feel, well, that was a buzzkill. So thanks for bringing that up. No problem. Uh, so Max, a couple other fun things. Uh, Mythbusters tried to recreate the popcorn scene. No way. Yeah, not successfully. It is not possible. What they do. use? Popcorn. And a laser. They use an actual laser? Yep, that's how they recreate things. Oh, I thought they like tried to recreate just the popping and all. No, 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 no. Okay. They tried. You, you cannot heat up that much popcorn with a yeah. laser. Speaking of popcorn, are we ready to talk about the popcorn? Can we talk about the 190,000 pounds oh, you're, of popcorn? You're jumping ahead. How about that? The crew production had to manually pop <laughs> popcorn. That's a mouthful. For six weeks. Yep. So you're you're working on a job. You're hired by you know TriStar or I got Paramount. three months in mine. Yeah. You said six weeks. Six weeks for them just doing it. Yeah. Then there's other ways they had to get popcorn as well. I've got six weeks. Could be three months. Who knows? Yeah. In addition to that. They burned down a warehouse. 40 tons of popcorn were popped by the crew. They bought another 100 tons of popcorn from a company, and then they were filling up 38 tractor trucks. Yeah, enough to feed 720,000 people. The it, market rate, if you were like drug dealing yeah, this popcorn, sure. $1.8 million Makes worth of popcorn. Sense. That's a lot of popcorn. Yeah, I wonder who their dealer was. They additionally had to put a flame-resistant <laughs> chemical on the popcorn because they were afraid it was going to burn everything down again. Yeah. And as a result of that... The crew had to have like high security to make sure birds weren't eating the popcorn because the birds would die immediately because of the chemical that was put on it. Well, what's our obligation to birds? Uh, you know, birds you ask. Birds kind of suck. I know a guy who's into bird law, so you got to be really careful. Well, I mean, birds aren't birds real. Birds suck. Birds aren't real. Oh, stop it. God CIA. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. If you, uh, if you have some free time, go to Reddit and search birds aren't real. You will have a time. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> the horrifying. I'm telling you. Do you I'm not sure know this? I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. But wait, that, that laser, they said it was hotter than the sun. Yeah. Wouldn't just the popcorn explode? It's not like it would warm nicely. No, but that's why it had that, <laughs> that, uh, crystal? that diamond, okay. that little crystal. That was to, to properly heat the popcorn <laughs> the right way, Max. Duh. <laughs> Jesus. Do I have to explain everything to you? Sorry. Uh, more fun facts about this movie. Um, I am going to talk about one character because he doesn't play that important of a role, but I think this is wild. Do you remember when they're all studying and uh, there's, ah! like, oh, Jesus Christ. You ah! I don't know why that scared me so much <laughs> that guy right ah! can we stop <laughs> did you notice you actually legitimately yeah. just scared me you had a little heart attack don't scream please i don't know where my head's at today but like that caught me off guard all right i'm ready you get a defib in your car now yeah, i do so the yes the guy who screamed uh do you know who he is dev devlin and do you know what he wrote independent didn't write uh he produced Co you know he co-wrote and produced yeah stargate and independence day yeah and god there's one more hold on but that's really cool yeah he did it with roland emmerich 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 emma 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 uh godzilla too yeah not that great a movie Wh which one did you matthew go broderick puff daddy come with me i thought that was pretty good yeah the 2014s my well, yeah, the new ones are great but uh the role for chris knight came down to john cusack and val kilmer no way i didn't yep. know that and cusack didn't get it and ended up doing better off dead as a result cusack actually would be my second pick he would have been good because he's the fast off he could have done it he he's smart been yeah he would have done good god he's got that like nerdy look to him he could have pulled it off yeah but sure. like the cool nerd like who actually gets the girls yeah i mentioned to you that real genius was released within three days of weird science and then some other 80s movie called my science project i haven't heard of that one i have to look it up because yeah. i've never heard of it either this is wild right Real Genius was the best reviewed out of all of them. Yeah, three stars by Roger, right? Yep. And when Coolidge was interviewed about this, about getting the movie and everything else, I I've, I learned all this new stuff about her and John Hughes. Do you know about this? So she was kicked off some kind of wonderful, right? So she was set to direct some kind of wonderful. Yeah. 
four days before they were about to start principal photography, she was booted and John Hughes gave it to Howard Deutsch. Howard Deutsch. And he didn't even tell tell her himself. Hold on. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah. Oh, the, no. the, the reason is that Hughes and Deutsch had had a falling out and they had rekindled their relationship. And this was Hughes's way to be like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm giving you some kind of wonderful. Wait, it gets even worse. Years later, she gets on a plane. And I years could have been one or two, not that many years later from Japan. Mm. And Hughes is in the plane. Hughes doesn't even acknowledge that any of this happened. And she's like, whatever, my, my career's going well, I'm making yeah. money, it's John Hughes, what are you going to do, right? You're yeah. going to go after John Hughes? So they're chatting, you know, whatever. Well, they sat next to each other? Yeah, or they, they at least were yeah, acknowledging, acknowledging each, other. each other and they were talking. Yeah, yeah. So she says, Coolidge says, she told John this story about this horrible travel experience she had that involved both planes and trains. No way. And that she wanted to turn it into a movie and she turned around and John Hughes came out with planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh my God. Someone needs to make a documentary about John Hughes. Why is there not one out there? I don't know, dude. Because like I know this his stories, everything about him. He's, I mean, I think if you dug deeper, you'd find like, wild there's weird stuff puppets in his sure. basement. Well, that they like to tickle. Tickle those puppets. <laughs> when Chris and Mitch enter the plane, there's a background technician. Remember when they break into the plane because they're gonna put yeah. the new quarter? And Chris goes, there. What? Yep. Yeah. And the they they say final check, latitude sixty-five degrees, nineteen minutes, longitude forty-four degrees, nine minutes. Do you know what those coordinates are for? That's the melody to Funky Town. It's in Russia, just below the Arctic Circle, the White Sea. It was a key Soviet, now Russian Federation, naval and submarine base. That's cool. I love the, how they did all the That's research. That's such an 80s thing, right? Yeah. Like, hearts on fire. It's well, like Rocky. Go well, after Ro- the Russians. Rocky Four hasn't stopped the Cold War yet, right? That's true. That's 86. I also think it's wild that they're giving coordinates. And like, I mean, that seems like a little edgy. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, did Russia watch American movies? I don't know. Oh, they had spies? Yeah, that's true. Spies like us? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> you! <laughs> you know, do you ever watch Psych? I've never watched Psych. It's good. So the main guy, whose name is Sean Spencer, mm-hmm. they've interviewed the actor. He based his personality on Chris Knight. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, isn't that neat? Um, I've got actually a, a based personality thing for you coming up. We'll okay. get to the characters that you're going to love. Uh, when Chris Knight wakes up, and it cuts to the CO2 chips for the vending machine. He was wearing a Heckle and Jekyll slipper. Remember the Heckle and Jekyll slippers? Were they different? The crows. Yeah. So Heckle and Jekyll, they're they're two magpies. They're not crows. Um, and they're all practical jokers. I think I told you this before. He's got three different, I think three different He's sets. got the bunny rabbits. And the mice. Yep. And the crows. Yep. Am I forgetting any? No, no. I, I didn't, I didn't even know about the crows. Yeah. So that's the crows. I thought this was really cool. You watched Val, right? Yes. Do you remember in Val when he talked about his brother that passed away when he was, I think, 14 years old? Yeah, the uh, smartest of all of them. And he died in like a hot tub or something. I think he had like... He, he had... Uh, on the spectrum or something. There were some physical issues, but he died in a hot tub. Yeah. Right. So his brother's name was Wesley. Yeah. The drawings that are in Chris Knight's room... Like all that stuff that's on the wall, yeah. a lot of those are Wesley's drawings. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was kind of cool. A little homage. Sort of under to his W for toy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. I had to think for a second. <laughs> Good one. What did he say at first? It was uh, something in large. stretcher. Yeah. Well, you can't say penis. Want to try it? No. <laughs> call that no. Up. Duck. No. <laughs> Good reflexes. It's headed for the quad. Oh, my God. And they just start picking up stuff. Can you stop yelling. You're Sorry. really making me nervous today. You're doing a lot of yelling. Oh, also in the uh, room, there's Teen Titan magazines, which are, I mean, not magazines, comics. Yes. And that's like about super smart, underappreciated uh, heroes that go against like bigger villains. Yeah. So it's kind of like a Little allegory. Little tip of the hat. Yes. Yeah. Allegory. Yeah, that's uh, a word. That's a word. So you use it in the right context, too. That's great. I know. So there was a cut scene that... I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't is it see. the balloons? Yeah, and the, and the chair. Yeah, there's actually a few cut scenes that were in the previews that apparently I've never seen. Yeah, before. Chris was in a lawn chair with balloons, like kind of floating by a room. And by the way, was this the first studying montage that's ever been done? No, 
Back to school's got a studying montage. That's later than this, though. Oh, you mean, uh, I mean, boy, I can't answer that. No, Revenge of the Nerds. Is there one? I don't think so. I think you just know they're smart. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they, you never see them studying. There's a lot like, of montages out there, Max. I can't answer yeah. that question. What I will tell you, though, is that I did not know that Jerry Hathaway's real name is Jerome. When they do the intro for his show, yeah. they're like, we're here with Dr. Jerome Hathaway. I'm God. like, Jerome is a great name. So for- can we take a minute and stretch out and talk about him for a little bit, William Atherton? Why don't we do that after we pause for a break from our sponsors? Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Jerry Hathaway had one hell of a house. Take your shoes off when you go inside. You didn't mess around. Get out, step off the carpet. The most important <laughs> part about his house is the right location. He got in into the right amount. Probably went to Sonic Loans, refinanced the mortgage to do all the work on there, or uh, yeah. he embezzled some money. But yeah. the bottom line is when you're looking for your dream home, you go to Dolby Real Estate. They are the best at what they do. They have a team of marketers, a team of legal, a team of agents. They're going to make sure you get into the absolute right home. Or if you got to sell a house because a bunch of kids pulled a prank in it and yeah. it's overflowing destroyed. with popcorn and destroyed, they're going to find a way to put a spin on that. Like the popcorn house. Right. Like a uh, historic home. I would buy that house. I'd buy that. It smelled delicious all the time. <laughs> reach, out so to, reach out to Simon and his team right away. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you and they're going to help you through this process. They're going to hold your hand. You're going to get the best deal or you're going to get a ton of money when you sell your house either way reach out to doby today before we talk about your boy william atherton yep can we quickly i got like three or four more just notes on weird things about the movie and then we'll get into characters sure are you sure yeah. I don't want you to miss your thought. I'm no. a big fan of Atherton. Yeah. Every time they're doing a prank, you hear like tech music that's like doop, 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 And there's a lot of synth music in it. A lot so of synth this music. This soundtrack rules. Yeah. I think it's top five soundtracks of the 80s. It's a really good one. You're a music guy, right? And by the way, the fact that they got Tears for Fears, everyone wants 75K. to rule the world. That's how much it costs? 75K. So uh, Coolidge was huge into music, yeah. right? Like her big thing. You can thing. tell. Well, Valley Girl, too. Valley Girl. I was about to say, she spent 150000 which does, today doesn't sound like a lot. No, but that was a small movie. The movie cost. I think 300,000 relative to the budget. Yeah, Yeah. it was a lot. So she was big into music. There's little things that now kind of make me laugh. Like that older woman who her conquests are to get the top 10 smartest people. She, I've been been waiting three years for this. So he was 12. Wait a little longer. How about it would have been, she's, it's been waiting since she was 12. Yeah. Which is weird. And he's only 15. So here's the question. Did she schnoodle the 12 year old that burnt out? Oh, uh, Laszlo. No, because she could never find Laszlo. No, no. Remember they said there was a 12 year old they had in the school that burnt out. I thought that was Laszlo. Was that? Laszlo? I think that's Laszlo. Oh. Wow, how could you not know that fact? Boy, Interesting. Unbelievable. Little things like when uh, Chris Knight, I just noticed when I rewatched this, when he's taking the exam and he takes the exploding apple out of his bag and yeah. walks out of the room. If you go back and watch that scene, he immediately puts his fingers in his ears as he walks away no from the way. apple. Yeah, I just noticed that. I thought you'd love that. Uh, Max, the best burger in town. Go get it at Purgatory, home of the, the Limbo, Limbo Burger. burger. Uh, the whole scene with them putting the transistor in Kent's mouth. That you and I quote all the time. Kent! This is God. Wake up, Kent. <laughs> Kent, I'm talking to you. You know, we say this is God, but he actually they say it's Jesus. I, I think we've been uh, oh, yeah. Mandela affecting yeah, this you're forever. Right. <laughs> well, it's because Kent goes, "This is it is God. Yeah. So that's why I confuse it. This is Jesus, Kent, and you've been a very, very naughty, naughty boy. boy. So that's really what we should be saying. So that's Mitch's best acting, by the way. I want you to think about what you've done. And for now on, stop playing with yourself. It is God. That's right. Then the scene I was talking where he comes back, he out of nowhere goes, hi, Kent, have you been touching yourself? <laughs> and he's like, yes, I mean, no. Kent is so great. Yeah. Do you like him better in this or Bachelor Party? Bachelor Party. Really? I don't know. 
He's wonderful in both. He's an he's a great foil in this he's movie. Great. He's yeah. great. Max, do you have any other kind of facts, favorite scenes, moments before we get into? I characters? mean, favorite scenes, everything. Give me I, some scenes. I mean, Chris Knight's interview in the beginning when he's wearing the little antennas. Yeah. Why do you wear those on your head? Because it chafes it anywhere, chafes anywhere else. else. Oh, I get it. That's a joke. <laughs> I didn't want to think I was stuffy. All brain, no penis. <laughs> Sorry, you opened the floodgates. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's it's an anatomical term. I yeah. guess I, I can get upset with it. By him. the way, that might be my talk about memorabilia taken from this. The I Heart Toxic Waste worn by a lot Chris of Knight. shirts. There's a lot of really yeah. good shirts. Or the uh, Gorilla uh, Rescue shirt. Yeah, yeah. The yellow one. Yeah, really yeah. good. There's a lot of good ones. So it's all disheveled. Like no one's dressed nicely. They're all dressed like students who study too hard. Sure. Which I really like. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Um, the number one montage is my favorite. The montage is great. I mean, I, I think actually the first time you see it, the popcorn scene is so shocking that they actually did it. The tears for fears when the kids are playing in the popcorn. I think when he figures out they can freeze the laser and like that. Really, Ice is nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Laszlo. Yeah. Look at the effects of gravity. It knocks the kids <laughs> yeah. books down. I love that scene. Cause that is actually how geniuses talk about breakthroughs. It's yeah. just this random moment where they get he's out on of, the floor. You get out upset. of your head. Yeah, you're not yeah. looking. Uh, that's what I like about this movie. It talks about how you can't just like straight through work hard through something. You need to look at things from a different perspective and maybe it'll get bromide in an, an excited state. Did you see the letters DEI are it was uh, a mistake, right? No, the letters DEI are all over the yeah. uh, movie. These are the letters. I don't know why, but Caltech puts it all over uh, the world. Okay. As a kind of like signature. It's on the top of Everest. It's on the moon. It's on satellites. Oh no, I did not. So know that. you can see the truck that they're in, the drain experts incorporated yeah, yeah. DEI oh. and also Dr. Hathaway's show, Darlington electronic instruments. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Max, I'm comfortable to hop into characters Can we talk here. Willie? You want to go to Atherton first? I yeah. Can do that. Dr. Jerome Hathaway. He's so perfect in this movie. Like, there's something weirdly likable about him, even though he's the biggest jerk ever. You How's gotta, Einstein? Yeah, yeah. you got you to gotta go back for a second before we even talk about him. He is the most typecasted dude in the world. Yep. And he plays, and he's perfect. I wouldn't change it. Well, why did it Walter, stop? Uh, Walter Peck in Ghostbusters. Yep. Thornburg, the, well, first of all, if you don't remember from Ghostbusters, Walter Peck was the EPA guy. Yeah. Um, who shut down the grid and basically let all And of he the goes toe to toe with Bill Murray. Which is great. Thornburg is the news reporter that basically almost gets McLean's whole family killed. Punch in the face by Punch Holly. Punch in the face in Holly. And I don't think you've seen this movie yet, but it's kind of the same role. Have you seen uh, the Stallone movie Oscar yet? No. You got to watch it. I know it's not 80s, but he plays Overton, who's a banker in that, who's great. And then <laughs> there's a couple of roles that I forgot he was in that are fantastic. I hope you remembered this. Uh, Dr. Noah Faulkner from Biodome. Oh my God, you're right. right? Isn't that amazing? That's so good. <laughs> He's perfect. I forgot. I actually love him in that. And I'm going to give you ask, why doesn't he do these roles anymore? Yeah. He did. He came up and did a role in a sitcom that I bet you don't remember either. And he was absolutely perfect. Was in he it. in Always Sunny or something? No, even better. He was in Workaholics. He's Anders' dad, Thor. Holmvik. Oh Remember, God. he yeah. plays Thor, and he's incredible. Yeah, it's totally Atherton. When that's, you see it, you're like, yeah, that's incredible. And you'd love that. Oh my God, I, I love him so much. Too. He's great. Because I agree, he could right now. I mean, he's got to be what eighty though. I, he seems like one of those guys that's permanently fifty. He you know looks. I mean? I mean, he looks old as Thor's dad, or yeah. as Thor's dad. He looks old as uh, as <laughs> Anders' dad. dad. By the way, for whatever reason, I just recently have gone through a rip of like rewatching all the workaholics. The Dan Cook so episode good. is one of my favorites. When they when they go to the other competitor to work yeah, yeah. there, it's so good, Max. <laughs> I just literally have just watched so many of those. He makes the movie as a bad guy. He's perfect because he can go toe to toe with everybody. And also, just one of the things you pointed out at the beginning of the episode about how Val Kilmer has to carry the entire movie. Yeah. 
you almost can't give him a bad guy who's comparable. No. Like, it's got to be a mismatch, and it's a mismatch. Yeah. Like, they don't even try. But he has the authority, which yeah, is the important exactly, part. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. He's and great. he can kind of keep up with the science of them, so, like, you kind of respect him on an intelligence level. And he's kind of likable in some weird way. It is. I don't know. Maybe it's because Deborah Foreman likes him. Yeah. Abe Froman. I mean, she comes down Abe stairs. Foreman, and she, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about her uh, since you decided to bring her up, who we almost had her on the show. I went hard after her. I thought she was going to actually come on the show. Uh, she plays Susan Decker. So she is the daughter of the colonel. I think he's a colonel. The colonel's awesome, too. It's Ed Louder. I, 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 I get, whoa, 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 sorry. whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. whoa. I love knickknacking. So she's Deborah Foreman, who played Julie in Valley Girl. Yes. And I, we, she's, Adore. she's adorable. Yeah. We, we should get her on the show if she's listening, but that's okay. April Fool's Day, too. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you want to jump over to her father, who is played by Ed Louder, who, I'm sorry. Speak louder. See, there you go, right? Uh, David Decker is his name. So he is Colonel Glenn in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yep. He's Baker in Raw Deal. He's Buzz in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Oh, no. I forgot Nerds about Nerds in Paradise, yeah. remember? Yep. And he's Fitch in The Rocketeer. That's cool. Those are the ones you'd... I mean, he has a thousand roles in TV shows and everything he's else. He's iconically looking angry. He does. He's, yeah. He's got that look of like every kind of like balding, angry, villainous character in a movie. Yeah. Or a dad that can turn it around. You got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I'm ready to blow your mind with a couple things. Okay. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Sure. I got a couple that are really exciting. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to start with, which one do I want to start with? I'm going to start with the one that I know you don't know for a hundred percent. There's okay. no way you know this. At the very beginning of the movie, do you remember when Mitch shows up? To the president's tea. Yeah, and the guy's all goofy. So before he sees the guy, do you remember how... I he, believe the kids like when I get down you, with them. You, perfect. You remember the scene. So before that, do you remember how he's walking in and he runs into a woman and is like, hey, I'm looking for the president's tea. And she's like, oh, I'm good to know that we're having one. And she makes that statement. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> Strap in, buddy. <laughs> You're going to be so excited. The, the character in the, in the movie is Miss Meredith. The actress is Sandy Martin. Do you know who Sandy Martin is? You know a little show called uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Because that's Max Mom. Shut that up. That is Max Mom, no buddy. Way. Yes, that's Max Mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. I, you'd be so excited. By the way, I, I found this out the other day. Remember Batman Returns? Yes. Remember the clown that, like, kills the mayor or, like, threatens the mayor? And does yeah, all it's the, the guy from Roadhouse. No, no? It's, it's Max Dad. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at us. Look Look at us. At us. Yeah. Who would have thought? Everything always. Always at the time. All right, Max. You ready for my next mind blower? Yeah. This one got me. Okay. I have three mind blowers. I'm going back to back to back on Okay. This one literally shook me to my core. Who is it? I'm getting there. Okay. Jordan in this movie. Who's perfect? Michelle Meenrick. Yes. By the way, did you find out why she stopped acting? I didn't. Mayrink? Is it Mayrink? Yeah. I think it's Mayrink. Because she's in The Outsiders. She's yep. in Valley Girls. She's in Revenge of the Nerds. So let's talk about this. That. And then she just stops acting. So in this movie, she plays Jordan, the love interest of Mitch. She's wonderful. She's great in this movie. She's adorable. She's fun. She's got a quirky personality. She's, you, you don't detest her at all. She's, she's great. dating a 15-year-old as a 19-year-old, though, right? I, I, I may have done that when I was in high school but uh, for a brief moment. But Michelle in this movie, right? In Revenge of the Nerds, she is Gilbert, who play, who's played by Anthony Edwards' uh, love interest. Yeah. Um, she Mega plays, Mo- she plays Omega Moose. She plays the accordion. Yes. She was Judy in Revenge of the Nerds. She was Susie in Valley Girls. Do you remember in The Outsiders, she played Marcia? Oh, yeah. You're right. Or Marcy. Or Marcia. I think it's Marcia. Yeah, it's Diane Lane's friend. Yes. Yeah. When they're when Dallas the is harassing them the movie, watching yeah. the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, get ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a clue, but you'll never get it. But I'm only giving you this clue so I can sing. Bum, 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 bum. DuckTales? No. You're close. Let me tell you what I'm excited to share with you today. Okay. Max, there is a show called Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Sure. Sometimes, 
some crimes. You love Chippendale, don't you? Go slipping through the cracks. I do. You and I have talked about before. Chippendale and Rescue Rangers are based off of what two characters? Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. You got it. Yeah. Well, Selican. Selican. Uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah. What if I told you that the female mouse, Gadget Hackwrench, was based off of Jordan from Real Genius. No way. That is a fact, my friend. That's... The creators of Chippendale Rescue Rangers said they based Gadget because she always is building stuff yeah. and like has like can't sleep yeah. and like it's that's her. It, Jordan is reincarnated as the freaking mouse in Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I can't even Chippendale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Where there's danger, you know it never fails. I'm sorry, I gotta stop. What's I'm your so favorite excited. of her inventions? Oh Jesus, her plane. Her plane's the best the plane what yeah plane? they always fly they have their little plane the, the oh no i'm at jordan's invention oh sorry that's my bad that's on me that's on me i'm like that's on me that's on I me I, 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 nope, that's on you're like the plane you actually really polite considering like when did they make a plane yeah. in this movie i'm probably gonna lean with that thing that turns the pages and holds the page up that's really cool setting. i thought that was very the reverse cool. breather or whatever it was sounded cool oh yeah the bubbleless uh breathing tank yeah, that was yeah. Pretty sweet max i'm ready for my third and final moe's mind blower okay uh this one is fantastic. It ties into our friend Mitch Taylor. So Mitch Taylor was played by Gabriel Jarrett. Okay. Yep. So you know who Gabriel Jarrett is? He's Mitch Taylor. Yeah. He was actually in Apollo 13. He's one of the engineers. I did not know that. Yeah. He's been on LA Law. Max, there's another movie that Gabriel Jarrett was in that you've not mentioned. You did mention the one that I thought you would. Willow. I wish he, he was, was Willow. He was Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Max, are you familiar with a movie called The Karate Kid Part 3? No way. Well, just wait. So you might recall this movie is the budding, beautiful story of Daniel Russo, played by Ralph Macchio, having his mind totally destroyed by Terry Silver. If you watch yeah. uh, if you watch Cobra Kai, you can watch this all happen over again. Yeah. Terry Silver is a real sick-minded individual. So in the movie, Terry Silver has just gotten done scrambling Daniel's mind pretty bad. Yeah, right. Kind of like, yeah, he's like, man can't walk if he can't, you know, have a broken leg. Man can't breathe if you break his nose, yeah. all this crazy stuff. Man so can't digest if, if you, you broke his stomach. Yeah, if you break <laughs> his stomach. <laughs> I hope you left some room in your stomach because I'm going to snap your spot. Okay, so in this movie, Daniel LaRusso has a platonic friendship with Robin Lively who plays Jessica Andrews. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's really, I, I let him have a girlfriend every episode yeah. or every movie, I don't care. So they go out dancing because that's what platonic female and male friends do <laughs> yeah. often. By the way, I highly recommend you go back and watch the dancing. It's really striking. So while they're out there dancing, Terry Silver is formulating his plan. He's getting to the final phases of basically like break Daniel LaRusso down to nothing. Yeah. He walks in the bar and you see this guy who's getting a little too handsy with this girl. And the girl's like, get out of here, jerk, and storms off. The guy's about to storm off after her. And he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. And Terry Silver walks up to him and whispers in his ear, and you have no idea what's going on. Slips him uh, some money, then takes the money back. Says, no, 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 you got to do this first. So this scuzzball yeah. goes up to LaRusso, kind of cuts in between the two of them and starts uh, getting a little aggressive with Jessica. And Jessica's like, leave me alone. And LaRusso's like, yeah, she's with me. And Terry Silver, who just hangs out at this club where people dance, <laughs> LaRusso Punches and breaks the nose of that gentleman. And that, my friend, that man who had his nose broken is Mitch oh from my Real God. Genius. Yeah. How did I not pick up on that? I don't know. But is if you watch it, you will no, you will immediately recognize him. Yeah. So Daniel LaRusso has broken Mitch's nose. So I have a freaking karate kid fact too that I don't know how you didn't pick up on this. What? I'm serious. It's it's better than that one. That's a lie. It is. It's not better than Mitch getting punched in the face. It's gonna blow your mind. I already know what it is. What? No, no. Don't say it. I don't get to say it. No. I can't believe I didn't bring it up, but I know exactly what it is. Is it from Karate Kid 2? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and from uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah, one of the nerd friends. The nerd friend Fenton is chosen from Karate Kid 2. Correct. 
Why didn't you bring that up? I totally forgot. Because I was so geeked about yeah. Mitch getting his nose broke in this movie that I totally forgot. Like, how is he a nerd? He's actually like a well-built. They they show him shirtless in this movie. He's like in a towel. And come you're right, like. Can you not make it weird? Just calm down. Well, he's ripped. I know, but just don't make it weird. You know good. how you get. You know how you get mad. Don't you, need, don't you know eating these can make you have large breasts? <laughs> oh, no. It's too late. <laughs> I've always wanted to use that line, but no, I feel no, like. I, you shouldn't. Let me just tell you right now. Don't use the line. Should I use it with you? No, please don't. <laughs> Please don't. You know that eating that can give you a large stomach. Oh no, way too late. It's <laughs> actually really mean. It's super mean. All right, let's talk about Laszlo Hollyfeld. Uncle Rico? Yeah, he is played by John Grise. And John Grise, aside from being Uncle Rico, White he, Lotus. He is, aside from that, yeah. he is in Monster Squad. He's yep. Wolfman. He's also the you get so truck excited about driver in Men in Black and Uncle Rico, like and you said. He's a henchman in the rundown. Funny story. The Uncle Rico uh, combo here. Yeah. Because you know what else I didn't tell you about when I was talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? What? You also know that Max mom is the grandma from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. So we've got two people in Real Genius that are tied to either Napoleon Dynamite or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And the Karate Kid. And the Karate Kid. Yeah. That's great. I like it. I like it, too. Uh, Who have we not covered? Major Carnival, played by Louis Gambalvo. I'm butchering his Italian last who name. Who is this? He's the guy who gets nose to nose with uh, Hathaway and is like, I need this laser now. Oh, yeah. Why, where is it? You will remember him from Airplane 2, The Deadpool. But most importantly, Max, his most significant role of his career, Vito from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. I knew you'd love that. I knew you would love that. Uh, I might be out of character info unless well, you, you know what something. I was bummed out about? Uh, oh, we haven't talked about Kent. Well, first... Before we do Ken, okay. he'll be like the grand finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ick in this movie, you know, the Asian yep. guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. So he's played by Mark Kamayama. He never, he did like three Kamayama, roles. Kamayama, yama, yama, yama. I thought he was really good in this. I thought he was great in this he too. He made great cherries. Big yeah, old cherries. Big old cherries. And also, do you know that uh, Ice Prank was actually based on a real thing that no, they made? That sounds dangerous. So Caltech does this. I don't know how they do it, but apparently when it turns to water, because it, it doesn't just dissolve, yeah. they uh, go white water rafting in the, in the halls. This is more of the scenes, but when they did that scene where they had the party with the beauticians, yeah. they went to uh, an old VA hospital because yeah. they had the auditorium there and they had to fill it all up with water. That looked like one of the most fun parties you could possibly it's go a to. party. Right? I mean, water park party. It's it, it was fun. like hair metal band girls. <laughs> I love Squish's speech too. It's like, you have to realize in your life you will this probably- This is the only chance you ever have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, there's not a lot to talk about. Kent is played by Robert Prescott. Yeah. And he plays Cole Whittier or Whittier in Bachelor Party. And he is a sand cruiser driver in Spaceballs. Oh, no way. If you go back, you can tell, right? Yeah. It's without helmet. You know it's him. So this is the era of like blonde, you yeah. know, just evil. He looks just like the guy uh, from Die Hard and uh, 007. The, the, the one guy, the milk uh, oh, the milkman. The yeah. milkman, yeah. yeah. I have a machine gun now. Yeah, It looks like him. He could, he could pull it off. Yeah, he could. A little goofier, though. Yeah, but I mean, he's playing goofy. He is playing goofy. Max, I am completely out of characters. Is there anything else you had on any of the characters, directors, actors, fun stuff about this? Can we just do a few quotes? Yes. This, this is the most cool. I know you've been word. waiting all day. Go. I'm going to see if you can get this, right? Ready. I want to see more of you around the podcast. This is... Professor ah, Hathaway. Ah, it's Hathaway saying to tonight... I want to see you more around the lab. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, okay, I'll have to eat more. Final gain weight. Gain weight. Yeah. Okay. What a great line. A great line. I love it. What is that? To- oh, yeah. No, we already did that one. Let's see. Okay, Mitch, I'm just going to make it up to you. Let's pause. Put that down. Let's take a step back. Let's take a no, step no, forward. No, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Take a step forward. Now take a step back. Step forward. Now we're cha-cha. Cha-cha. Yep. That's great. <laughs> uh, hey, Mitch, taste this. 
Go on, it won't hurt my feelings. Just yogurt. try it. What do you yogurt. think? Too sweet? It's like, yogurt? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I found it in one of the labs. Mitch goes, ah! <laughs> uh, you are Chris Knight, aren't you? I hope so. I'm, or else I'm wearing his underwear? Yeah, or else I'm wearing his underwear. What is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm butchering your quotes. I thought this was fun maybe six quotes ago. You're killing, yeah. it, killing it now. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. What are your big ones? What are your favorite quotes? <laughs> You're just reading all of them. So I love that. Like, opening scene. <laughs> in the end, when uh, Jordan gives him the ID badges. Yeah. And this is like... They're running out of time. They need to get to the laser. They're going to get shot if they uh, don't get this right. So, like, this is when the movie gets serious. And she hands him the IDs. He goes, what do you think? And Chris goes, terrible. Mine looks like him and me. Mine looks like Wait. <laughs> they, they do a Terrible. Rich, Mine they, looks like him and his look like mine. There's a really... We listed who the writers were. Yeah. And these are guys who've done Hot Shots, Naked Gun. It's They're, very surely I can't be serious. It is, yeah. but I got to tell you, it's impressive. Remember we were doing a movie and you said it was felt like a satire to you and I said, no, it's not slapsticky enough. What movie was that that we were oh just my. talking about? It was 16 Candles. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it's because I thought that it wasn't slapsticky and it wasn't satirical, but it's more so than... Real genius and real genius weaves these jokes and and the slapstickiness in there really well. Like you don't depart from it and say you're not breaking the fourth wall. It keeps it's not you're not winking at the screen. It's within the plot of the movie, so it's like you know uh, South Park makes fun of Family Guy because they're like the cutaways. Yep. This is in the South Park. It's all part of the story. Perfect analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever listened to uh, Seth MacFarlane talk about how Matt they, Park and Trey Stone hate him? They hate him. him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on uh, South Park TikTok now with Trey and Matt. God, you and I get the same TikTok videos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully not all the same. <laughs> I get some really seedy crap. I get some goth girls. Oh, that, that's so weird. That this, like, the algorithm doesn't even know you. Uh, <laughs> all right, Max. Uh, what else? Anything else before we wrap? No, this is perfect. All right, this is perfect. Real genius. We talked about it. We laughed. We smiled. We gave quotes. And now is the perfect time to head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Casey, who is quite the podcaster and a huge fan of the show. Been with us almost since the beginning, right? We've been chatting with him for yeah, quite some time. Yeah, he's one of the first people I met. Yeah. Um, February 10th, coming up soon, is the second anniversary of I Did Not Make These Rankings Podcast Network. And they'll be discussing movies that impacted their lives and also revealing which movie franchises won their greatest movie franchise tournament. So that's something to check out. Um, Amanda Koloffer, which is his co-host, um, she's also the host of The Sip List, which I mentioned last week, which is a great podcast too. Definitely check her out if you haven't already. Casey wanted to remind me to tell everyone she's fantastic. I, I really enjoyed her work, even though she didn't put us on our top five list. Well, we'll have to talk to her about that. That's not exactly I know. Not nah, cool. Just joke. And then, yeah, Casey, they drop new episodes every week on Wednesdays. So check him out if you get there. He's got, like I said, an evening at the movies is a blast to listen to. It's in the same vein as what we do. So please make sure that you're giving them love as well. I'm really curious. I really do love all of our fans when we have them on, but especially podcasters. I'd like to hear how they kind of have their take on it. So I'm curious what he had to say about uh, the wonderful movie. Max's favorite, Real Genius. Hey, Mo and Max. This is Casey from An Evening at the Movies. I just wanted to give you guys a huge shout out of appreciation for honoring an evening at the movies and myself and Amanda with this guest spot on your guys' show. As far as this week's topic of real genius, wow. I feel like this is one of the most underrated classic movies of the 80s that doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Truth be told, it is probably my second favorite Val Kilmer performance of all time obviously behind the iconic performance that he would deliver shortly after this movie in a little 
unknown movie called Top Gun, but this movie is amazing. It's phenomenal compared to some of the other movies that get all the credit in the 80s college comedy genre of movies like Revenge of the Nerds, Back to School, things of that nature. This movie is definitely very underrated. It's funny. It's everything that you could want in a purely classic 80s movie. And I mean, and even on top of it, and I'm sure you guys even brought it up in the episode as well, appearances in the movie by future screenwriter Dean Devlin, um, as well as appearances by Yuji Akimoto. For those of you who don't know, obviously you should. Chosen Taguchi from Karate Kid Part 2, as well as a part of the Cobra Kai TV series as well, ultimately as one, the Miyagi-verse, as Karate Kid fans have grown to appreciate it. But Real Genius, definitely great movie as well. Thank you guys for letting me do this guest spot and give you a little bit of my thoughts on this amazing movie. You guys are awesome. You guys are doing great stuff each and every week. I am glad to call myself a fan. I will keep being here each and every week listening as long as you guys keep churning out the amazing episodes that you are. But definitely keep it up. Keep up the good work. You guys got a fan in me and you have ever since I really got into doing podcasting. So again, said it a hundred times. I'll say it again until I'm blue in the face. Love Buzz in the Tower. Love what you guys are doing and keep up the good work. Thanks a lot, guys. Dude, I'm like blushing. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, he was I'm, so nice. I mean, I, I'm used to that kind of positive feedback. I think for you, it's jarring. Are you going to be all right? Uh, I'll need a day. I'll need a day. Uh, second favorite Val Kilmer movie. I can't argue with that. I mean, for me, I think it might be my favorite. I yeah. think I, I think Real Genius is my favorite Val Kilmer movie. Um, the Saint probably is more so to me than Top Gun. Wait, God, I love Top Gun. <laughs> so Top Gun, it's hard because he's so iconic, but like you don't see him very much. I know, but he's so good. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's perfect. So good. He is. I mean, he's just perfect, yeah. right? He is. Oh, God. He's everything you strive to be. Just that, that moment in the, you. Lo- in the locker room. I am dangerous. When he's like trying to figure out a way to console Maverick, and he's like, we all liked <laughs> Goose. Sounds like he's making fun of him. I sound like Christopher. Goose is a friend. <laughs> we all liked him. Sometimes, some crimes go slipping through the cracks. Weirdo. Chippendales, <laughs> rescue rangers. Danger. When there's danger. <laughs> The plane. Uh, the plane. The, the plane. The pl- what plane? Max, we talked about Real Genius, another wonderful episode. It's great to see your beautiful, shiny face. Yeah. Uh, Why is my face shiny? Uh, that's a great question. You should probably ask your dermatologist that. A reminder to all those who are listening, check us out on whatever platform you are most comfortable using and follow, subscribe, leave a review, five stars, social media at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, our website, buzzinthetower.com or patreon.com slash buzz in the tower where you can donate to propagate yeah does that make sense propagate but you donate we make more stuff propagation i don't know infiltrate there delineate <laughs> i can't do the one eight that do I do the to. lethal weapon roger murtaugh rap my name is roger <laughs> Good i feel like you look at me as just being a very lame old dad but that's okay i like being a lame old dad your video i'm gonna post it uh, your video of dancing you dancing with your kids in slow motion is like my favorite thing ever. i do love i watch it once a day it's great great i do like to shake it up max i got nothing else to add other than uh how do you want to end this is a big episode so i hope you came loaded on this one with something to end because it is your real genius episode mo stop touching yourself <laughs> it's good <laughs> it is good <laughs> kent 
What's bugging you? Kane's <laughs> bugging me. Goodbye. I can't end on that. You're again. You better than that. Hold on. Max, if you think that by threatening me, you can get me to be your slave. Well, <laughs> that's where you're right. That's where you're right. But, and I'm only saying this because I care. There are a lot of decaffeinated brands on the market today that are just as tasty as the real thing. Have a good night, Max. I'll talk to you later. Bye. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.